What's up, you guys? Lucky for you, we have a double feature today. We have a brunch episode and this happy hour episode going into the weekend. It's freaking Friday. We made it. How do we feel, Ash? First of all, I'm obsessed with Sarah's episode that came out this morning. Every single week, I say that was my favorite episode, and I'm saying it again about this one. I absolutely adore Sarah, and go and give that a listen before you even listen to this one. That one's way more important. I'm ready to pack a bag and move to New York City and be Carrie Bradshaw along with her. But we are just going to tap in real quick for your commute to happy hour or home from work or from work to happy hour, whatever floats your boat, um, for a super quick Bachelor recap. Yes, I know these episodes are coming late in the week, but honestly, we just have such busy lives. Sometimes we watch it not on Mondays, like bear with us, but follow along the journey. Um, This episode was honestly really good, in my opinion. I agree. It started off with the two-on-one with Jasenia and MJ. And first of all, can I just say, MJ's personality is so unsettling and I'm so glad she went home. But her outfit, her blazer dress with her hair and her whole vibe, like, she is so pretty. I am scared of MJ. If I were to meet her face to face, she seems like she would really come at you in a bar if you like yes. cut her off walking to the bathroom. Like she <laughs> wouldn't even take off her earrings. Like she would go right into it. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. what changed because just a mere few weeks ago, we were um, comparing her to sweet, gentle Emery Johnson, our best I friend. Know. Oh, she acted like MJ was so sweet and gentle. And like wholesome and down to earth and fun. No, yeah. She came out like a free people model. I was like, oh, free people vibes. And then now she's scary. Now she's turned into mugging you in an alley. So that's MJ in a nutshell for me. Another one. Her and Victoria are going to hire hitmen to go after Matt. True. Oh, my gosh. Both of them banding together. Like scary season. Matt. Also, I'm not sure what he's hiding, but he cannot take off the turtlenecks. Not sure why. I know his outfits are just like on repeat, but like different colors, like exact same thing, <laughs> yeah. different colors, which is funny. He just must file through his closet and pick out a different color every day. Okay, then there was the rose ceremony. He sent three girls home, and there's somehow still so many girls left. Like it's really just overwhelming. I feel like the season is dragging on. Did he send home anyone important? I don't even remember. So clearly not. He sent home the girl from Ethiopia. He sent home. Oh, I thought she was sweet, not for him. But very, like, kind and gentle. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he sent home Ryan, which was one of the new girls, the second stringers. And she was really, Mm -hmm. really upset about it. And I would be upset, too, if I got cast and it was like, you're a spring admit. Joke's on you. (laughs) You don't get enough time. Um, But, yeah, there's still so many girls here. And then we had Serena C. attacking Katie for literally no reason but screen time. Like, 100%. She just wanted screen time. That was absolutely absurd. Katie, I'm not like obsessed with her. I don't have a fan club for her, but I do like her. Yeah. And I Serena C was just attacking her and just digging into her. And Katie was like, I'm not I'm not gonna waste my time talking about this. And when the way yeah. Katie walked back into the room and Serena was talking about her with everyone else <laughs> and just like relaying the information completely wrong of what had happened. Yeah, she's like, Katie said she's not here for Matt. And Katie's like, Did I say that? I don't think those words even close came out to my mouth. Like or Serena knows she's going home soon, and that's why she was attacking Katie like 100%. She has no connection with Matt. I don't see it. Yeah, she's just throwing absolutely everything to the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, and it was really funny when Katie was like, thank you for your feedback. <laughs> I was like, that's an instant meme. Oh, yeah, thank you for your feedback. I was shooketh because Heather came next. And remember how we said Heather coming was just going to be some funny little ploy or she was going to yes. be in charge of a date and it was all just going to be a big joke? 
but she actually was there to like meet Matt and disrupt the season halfway through like the gall of this girl. And then I can't tell if it is still scripted or not because after Chris Harrison in an interview was saying that she had reached out before and was like, I want to come on the show. And they were like, don't show up. Please don't come. Don't buy a ticket here and come. <laughs> no and way. And she showed up anyways. And then they like talked about it and they were like, all right, I guess like after you quarantine and stuff. And then the way the girls viciously attacked Heather. I know. And I'm also, sure. how do you guys not know who Heather is? You must be fans of the show if you're on the show. She was just on it recently. I know. I wonder that, too. I'm like, you've got to have seen, like, the last at least three seasons of the show. Like, you saw Colton season. Well, you must know Hannah Brown and follow her, at least. So you yeah. must know that's her best friend. And then Hannah Brown either tweeted or posted something on her story, like, don't come for, like, my Heather or something about okay. all the other girls. You know what was weird to me about that, what you're saying, is if Heather did reach out to the producers beforehand and was like, I want to go on Matt's season, I want to be on the show, why wouldn't they let her? Because that's a really good publicity angle too like oh we're having a past contestant come back i think it was a publicity thing that chris harrison was like we told her not to come i don't think any of that's true oh they're like winking at her like don't come but also <laughs> yeah. like buy a ticket and show up don't come but check your email for a ticket from southwest yeah. and also like heather on her season at least like was totally portrayed as like the super quiet innocent girl like never been kissed mm -hmm. and it was like she just showed up and the way she strutted into that room at the end of the episode like with so much confidence, like I'm sure she was nervous, her heart was beating, but like I had a question. I wrote this down. How did she know when she walked into that cocktail party that night exactly what room Matt was in? Like she just took a sharp left yeah. and knew where he was. I'm like, that is so scripted. And also, Matt's claiming he's never met her, and mm -hmm. but he was already all over her. Yeah, I'm gonna say, like, I'm sure he might have met her over like FaceTime because Hannah Brown and yeah. Tyler them are such good friends. I'm like, there's no way like since quarantine, which was like a year ago, the quarantine crew, like they've got to have had some type of contact yeah. and the way he, like walked in and you could tell there was like chemistry like he was excited about it. Could you tell? She might make it far. If she doesn't leave or the girls don't offer, she might make it far. I think they're not going to let her stay because you there's been so? no because, you know, in the teasers when they show like towards the end of the season, like there's no Heather. That but we that's see. what was the point of all that? I feel like Matt wants her. I don't know, but I think this is going to be like one. I think Matt's going to be like, because Matt has shown up until this point, he's sent home all the girls that have stirred up drama. Like he's sent home the That's mean true. girls and he's probably going to be like, I so appreciate you coming here. But to be honest, like it's unfair to the rest of the mm -hmm. girls for you to show up halfway because she's really showing up so, so late. Like it's absurd. Also, I have a question. Is the only time they spend with Matt truly the dates the group dates or the one-on-ones or the cocktail party is that all the only time they spend honestly i genuinely think so because the it's rest absurd. of the time they're just with each other in the house i know it's so weird i feel like there should be a daily four-hour time where everyone just hangs out at the house matt included and you get to yeah. know matt that's absurd and thing, even on the one-on-ones like i was on um i was physically at peter and victoria p's one-on-one -on -one yeah. from peter weber season towards the beginning when they went to the um, Canyon Club and they were line dancing and doing that whole country bar thing. And they, <laughs> when I tell you, it was the strangest thing to witness. Like we all were there for eight hours. Like the audience members, we were there for eight hours. We had no food. And besides some candy that they threw on the tables for us, like animals. And Peter and Victoria arrive. Let me explain to you. We, we're here for an eight hour period. And maybe for a one hour, we're P Peter and Victoria there. They show up. The producers like tell them exactly where to go, like 
go to spot A on the dance floor, spot B. Like they are moving these people around like cattle just to get their shots. They let them dance. We had to, there was no organic moment. They made them retake their like special dance moment in front of the live band twice because they didn't like it the first time. And then right after they separate Peter and his date from across the room to like do some mic checks and stuff. So they literally aren't even talking this entire time, maybe until the dinner. I'm honestly confused on how marriages come out of this. I know it was more organic 15 years ago, but even Mm -hmm. in the past 10 years, how any marriages or engagements have happened out of this. I don't know. But you know how at the very end of the episodes, they always show like a blooper or something funny? I guess, yeah, there must be more. Yeah. There must be more interaction. Because it's not like their conversations at the cocktail parties are literally two minutes, like at the beginning they are. But towards the middle and towards the end, like they can really open up. And I think that's when things actually get serious. But that's true. But they must only spend 50 hours together before a proposal. I can't imagine spending just six months before a proposal. I know. It's absurd. And and I, when you're spending six months before a proposal, you're also not competing in those six months. Yeah, you're not competing. You guys, yeah, spend obviously more it's one-on-one so time. Okay, so moving on to Katie. Okay. No, wait. We have to do Piper. Piper had the first one-on-one. Who's Piper? Piper is the girl who's really pretty. She's 23 from Oregon. And they, like, tranced through the woods until it was, like, all dark. And then she got to flip the switch and it was a carnival. Oh, okay. I yeah. was reading the recap of this episode and the girl who writes it, which I've said is hilarious. She was like, I don't know. Something about the carnival rubs me the wrong way. When I think of carnivals, I think of toothless pedophiles working. <laughs> She's like, so I've never been a fan. But I personally thought that was the most magical date. I thought that was the coolest thing ever because you're literally in the middle of the woods in the dark and you flip a switch and it's an entire carnival lit up just for you. Like you don't have to wait in line. You can pick your prizes, like all the good parts about the carnival. And it's like it's rare on The Bachelor when I see a date and I actually think I really, really, really want to do that one. I, that's how I, felt about I the wanted carnival. to do both of the dates this episode. I wanted to do Piper's and then I also wanted to do Katie's. That looked fun. Oh, yeah. Um, but Piper, they have good chemistry, I think. Yeah, I just think she's a little young like I know in age like hits younger than her and there's a couple yeah. other 23 year olds but for something about her just screams like a little bit more immature I think than the yeah. other girls but that might just be me I feel like Kit's finally speaking more in group settings I know and then I was reflecting though I was thinking about like we're only 22 but I was thinking about us at 21 and can you imagine being in that position with all these 29 year olds no. that are like attractive and like they are, must just look down on you like, imagine you yeah. competing against a 16-year-old girl, for a man, the way I know. you would feel. I would feel like an elder, which is how I feel at the coffee shop sometimes because they hired a new girl and she is really nice. She's 19, I think she said. And she was like, how old are you? And I was like, 22. And she goes, oof. oof. What? Oof? oof? 22? I want to put that on the Instagram story. That's really funny. <laughs> I was absolutely shook. Like, she's like, oh my God, you're older than my sister. Like, my sister's uh, 21. And I was like, I'm sorry. Let me go Oof. jump off the nearest bridge. Like 22. When you first started there, you're like, hey guys, I need some places to go out for drinks or something. And they were like, we're just 18. <laughs> I literally was like, okay, wow. Never thought I would feel like an elder at 22, but here I am. But no, the oldest girl on The Bachelor, I think, is Michelle and she's 27. And that's not even old, but like, that's the oldest contestant. But compared to like interacting with like a 21 year old, like we're the same man. That's so weird. weird. Oh, I wanted to say one more thing about Piper. Um, that evening when they had their dinner after their carnival date and she was like shedding a tear, but she wasn't like scrunching her face. I just wrote that she is the literal prettiest crier ever. She looked like a sad work of art. 
Like, I was admiring her. I was like, wow, I wish I could cry like that. Like, when I cry, it's absolutely obscene. Like, no one wants to watch that happen. But hers was so gentle and pretty. I was like, oh, my gosh. How wonderful. How graceful. Yeah. Oh, also, real quick, though, the group day did nothing for me. They It was like taking Bowling. kids to a playground. It was like, that was my eighth grade or my eighth birthday party was a. <laughs> I think a bowling alley. Yeah, I, I think it. that actually looked fun. Like, think about that compared to doing, like, a squirrel obstacle true. course or, like, punching each other in the face. Like, I would rather go bowling. I like that they're letting Abigail speak more and that she's showing more of a personality. Thank God. Yes, I just need God. to see her on a one-on-one. I know. I wrote justice take? for Abigail. I justice want her to have a Abigail. one-on-one next week. Please. Please. I think I'm going to go on a limb. I think she's too good for Matt. Honestly, Maybe. Like, yeah. for real. I felt that about, who was it? Oh, Maddie Pru or whatever her name was. I thought she was too good for whoever she was with. Agreed with Peter. Oh, Maddie Pru's dad looks like Stuart Little became a man and then grew up. <laughs> 100%. We're putting this on Instagram. You can vote who looks more like Stuart Little, Stuart Little or Maddie Pru's dad. Like, <laughs> okay, so moving on to the Katie date. I don't know. I honestly didn't love the date. Didn't do much for me. Like, it's fun. Tyler C. Than well, I didn't love their chemistry. Like, it was very, like, like friendly vibes. Yeah, like, yeah. bros. And I felt bad for Katie because she had waited this whole time, like, an entire half a season just to go on this one-on-one date with him. And he basically was like, yeah, it's not happening. And I'm like, oh, that's really sad. But I thought it was fun. They were playing a prank. Like, yeah. I would want to do that. But also, right before he told her no, I was like, okay, wait, they might be connecting a little bit. And then the fact, it was just really rude to me. I think I lost respect for him. The way that he, like, sure, obviously you have to complete the date. But the way he set her up to send her home. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I felt bad. I'm like, okay, I understand if he had all these other relationships progressing. But I feel like she was put on the back burner this whole time. And then he kind of made it seem like, oh, sorry, like, all my other relationships progressed. Well, yeah, because you never really gave her a full chance. And Until also now. you wasted a one-on-one with her if you could have taken someone like Abigail or... Right? Well, maybe he already feels secure enough with Abigail. Yeah. Maybe that's what that means. That's what I also thought he was going to give Katie one last-ditch effort. But the way that he, like, led her on during the talking part, the second the day ended, he should have gotten down to business and not, like, made it seem hopeful and grabbed the rose yeah. and act like he's going to hand it over. It was just Maybe rude. they didn't need to, like, have a whole conversation at dinner just to be like, okay, well, bye. Throwing a drink <laughs> at him, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, and she handled it with such class like she always does. And I feel like she's going to find someone really great who's also might be like from Bachelor franchise. I agree. You know, I don't know. Chris Harrison is playing a much larger role. You always say he comes out for Uh two seconds, but he came out like 10 times this episode. I was like, Chris, where you been? He's involved in a little bit of a scandal right now getting canceled, but I haven't read up on it, so I can't really speak much on it. Oh, my gosh. Having to do with the whole Rachel thing. I know nothing about it. But oh. Rachel was accused of racial stuff, I think, and Chris is being linked into it, and he made a pol- an oh apology God. on his Instagram, but I haven't read anything about it. You'd have to look it up. Okay. that I haven't heard anything about that either, but, like, we will report back. Don't you worry, loyal fans. If we find something out, we will tell you. But I want to go through the rest of my notes really quick because I oh, think yeah. they're important. What are they? Um, on the Have group you? date, when they were all having their conversations... I noticed that Matt hangs on every word Michelle says. You can see it in his eyes. I think she like, might win. The chemistry is off the freaking charts with her. Like she came in late and he just has not looked at anyone since. She kind of looks and seems like a second grade teacher to me, but like one that I would have had when I was a kid. She is a second grade teacher. Oh, she is? <laughs> yeah. She's a, oh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if she's second grade, but she is a teacher. 
but not like a cute young fun teacher that we're best friends yeah, with I don't now. Know. But like more like when I was a kid, she seemed like the teacher I would have had. <laughs> I think they look really good together as a couple, and they're both tall and they're both athletic, and I feel like their lives can match up pretty well. But yeah. we'll see what happens. I don't know. But um, I also wrote, bring out the super glue, bring out the super glue and close them eyes, boy. I cannot stand oh. how his eyes are open when he kisses these girls. That should be, you know how um, they always say there's telltale signs to know if like someone looking back on it, if they were going to be a serial killer or not. Like they light fires, they torture small animals, they wet the bed. That might be one of them. That is absurd that it's he kisses really with his weird. eyes open. Have and you ever like kissed someone with your eyes open? No. Has anyone ever tried? If anyone's ever tried kissing someone with their eyes open, report back. I want to know what the draw is. Well, that takes two to tango because your eyes have to be open to know if the other person's eyes are open. You know? No, if you are a person that consciously knows you've kissed someone with your eyes open, tell us why. <laughs> I mean, I understand. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just weird because it's like with every girl, like they're just slightly open and the producers make sure to get the camera angle that shows that they're just popped open a tiny bit. It's yeah. so unsettling. Um, I also wrote the bromance between Matt and Tyler is beautiful because yeah. like when he walked into the pool room and they were like playing together and it was just so organic and it was so not like forced because most of these conversations I feel a little bit forced. I was like, this is really nice. Just like well, they are roommates. The roommates and they're basically brothers, like for yeah. sure. Um, okay, the last thing I said was I'm really scared for how they're gonna treat Heather going into the next season. They're gonna start where Heather has just walked into the party. And if they treated all the second string girls that badly, imagine what they're gonna say to Heather. Like that poor girl. Also, something that I've said before but continuously confuses me is they're like going off on her in the previews. They're like, How could she do this? She wasn't on part of it from the beginning. And it's like it's not like this is an honest business you gal signed up for. You signed True. up for the bachelor. Like what <laughs> it's a show that wants ratings. What what makes you so defensive and sure that you're right about this? Yeah. It's true. They just want ratings. They just want drama. They want people to be talking about it on the internet. And so it's now not really a shocker that they let Heather do this. But I'm just surprised she didn't try to join the season earlier. Like, why didn't she come with the second stringer? Yeah, I don't know. That would have been a much more ideal time. Then it's like spread the hate across. Maybe the her and Hannah Brown had this conversation her. just a few weeks ago when ha- Hannah was like, you, oh. you go yeah, I know. That's not no the case. Way. I don't know. Didn't Heather say, like, my best friend Hannah Brown quarantined with them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, not at the quarantine crew on TikTok. Shout out. That was months ago. That was literally last, what, March, April? Yeah. All I want to know is I want to see Hannah Brown on something again. I know that she's already been the literal bachelorette, but I am. I like, I want her to show up as a contestant. It wasn't until, it wasn't until like into that season where I became the biggest fan of her and I want to see her because she had her own show I don't I don't know I'm ready to start watching her YouTube channel that's how much I like her <laughs> well she literally back to back was the bachelorette got publicly heartbroken then went and won dancing with the stars immediately after oh like, I don't watch dancing with the, the stars. stars that might be my issue I would have gotten more of a from that deal. like imagine being in the spotlight that heavily for that long and she wasn't just on it like she won she doesn't post on TikTok anymore she must be tired she must be so tired doesn't she have like a boyfriend? I saw. I think so. I want to run into her in the wild. Any other reports from the desk? Um, my other reports are that I think my top three, I'm calling it now. I'm putting it out there. I think it's going to be Michelle, Bree, and Rachel. That's what I'm going to say. I feel like we're betting on horses at the races. Um, I think it's going to be- actually have a bet, Ashley, and then like bet something stupid, like $5 and see who wins. Okay. Um, make it I'm betting Michelle- 
I need to look at the roster. I but Michelle's on my lineup. Because who else would make it to hometowns? Probably Abigail would be my fourth. I think Abigail's going to make it to at least hometowns. I hope so. I love her. I want to see her hometown. Also, are they going to the people's hometown? How is this working? Oh, my gosh. You're right. Maybe they're bringing the families into the resort. Like yeah, the they must. And they all have to quarantine and it's stupid again. All right. Well, if anyone has any insight into how they're going to be doing hometowns, give us a call. But um, we're looking forward to Monday night per usual. Monday night per usual. You guys have a great Valentine's weekend. We hope you enjoyed both of these episodes. Um, you're lucky for putting two out there. We're really doing the Lord's work, but <laughs> we breaking our backs. We're preaching self-love. We're preaching friendship love. If you have a boy, like we hope you just have the most fun romantic time. And we'll see you guys next week. And hopefully everyone's coming out of Sunday on a high, not a low. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers.